the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Do you have a mommy issue? Barack Obama thinks there's a pretty good chance that you do. Without any, you know, it's not like we'd all have to go back to caves and, you know, live off, you know, fire. Um, uh, we could have electricity and smartphones and uh, all that stuff, um, which would buy us probably another 20, 30 years for that technological breakthrough that's necessary. The reason we don't do it is because we are still confused, blind, shrouded with hate, anger, racism, mommy issues. Once again, he's showing uh, he's kind of helpless without a teleprompter, but I, I don't have any idea what he was talking about there. But it doesn't matter because Barack Obama is incapable of putting more than three sentences together without at least one of them, including the word race, racist, or racism. And I, I'm telling you, just go look. Just that's, He can't talk about anything else. And I have no idea where he was going with, their, uh, with the, uh, what do you call them, mommy issues. But I think you have to ask the question, would the Democrats be so obsessed with race if he, this guy Obama, hadn't been uh, elected in twenty in two thousand and eight, or would it actually be worse? It's hard to imagine liberals being actually more obsessed with race than they are now. But it seems to have gotten much worse since Americans elected a black president twice. By the way, I don't um, as in my imagination. Maybe I'm imagining it. I don't know. It just seems worse to me, and seems to be getting worse every day. Everything that Donald Trump does that Democrats don't like, and that's everything he does, is attributed to racism. Because I don't know what the Obama Foundation Summit is or was, but I know I don't want to be there. But it's attributed to racism because Donald Trump is a racist. And then he's he's I don't I didn't hear the whole talk. Uh, There's a video of him. He's sitting in front of a big logo that says Obama dot org. You know, I, I don't get it, but. Um, anyway, uh, he, I don't, I'm glad I wasn't there. And I do know that Barack Obama should just go home for a while. You know, play golf. Find something else to do. The election's over. And most of the candidates you campaigned for lost, by the way. And a lot of the ones who did blamed it on, are you ready? Racism! Go check out what's happening in Georgia. Yesterday I played a clip of Kirsten Powers, a smart woman who works for CNN, used to be at Fox saying that any white women who voted for Trump are racist. And if you're white, a woman, and you voted for a Republican in 2016, you are a racist because, of course, Trump is a racist. And if you vote for a racist, you must be a racist. It's dumb, but it's everywhere. And after the break, we're going to talk to one of my favorite columnists, D.C. McAllister, about just how dumb it is and why it needs to stop. Stick around. with Alexander Green, four-time best-selling author and chief investment strategist of the Oxford Club. Alex is a stock-picking legend. He calls six of the best stocks of the past 20 years, including Apple, Intuitive Surgical, Netflix, Varian, Amazon, and Celgene. Now, Alex, I understand you're targeting a new stock. Yes, it's a cutting-edge tech company making blockbuster deals. I'm talking about $450 million with Nokia, $395 million with Microsoft, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. The company is set to create 
50,000 new jobs right here in America. And Donald Trump himself even calls what they're doing the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of it because this $3 stock trades under a secret name. Alex just got on stage in front of a packed crowd to talk about this secret stock. And you can see his free presentation at OneStockRetirement.com. Don't wait on this. We expect the stock to make big national news on December 17th. Go to OneStockRetirement.com now. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. It's been a full day. The to-do list is done. The kids are in bed. The dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day, ah. At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the end of day, ah. And we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag end of day, ah, for the chance to win a $1,000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. Relax. You've earned it. Most couples begin their retirement journey with some common questions. Have we saved enough for our retirement dreams? When does it make sense for us to take Social Security? How do we know if we have too much in the market? How does the new tax law impact our financial plan? Do you have similar questions? Join Kurt Kenodic of Accurate Solutions Group for a conversation about retirement's most common concerns. You'll learn a lot, and all you have to do is register. But seating is limited, so don't delay. Go to asgseminar.com, pick the date and location that works for you, and reserve your spot today. That's asgseminar.com. Start your retirement planning process with Kurt Kenodic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group. Register now at asgseminar.com. That's asgseminar.com. And for more information on your retirement questions, don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenodic and Ethan Lane. Saturday mornings at 10. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Okay, before we get to our guest, uh, I want to let you hear what Kirsten Powers said on CNN the other night. Go ahead, Kirsten. Well, I think there's a lot of different ways that we have to look at this. I think one of the first things is that people will say uh, that they they support him for reasons other than his racist language, which we don't have time to go through. But there's all sorts of things starting from the launch of his campaign all the way up until the latest campaign, the way he demonized, uh, you know, people trying to come to our country on the caravan. And they'll say, well, I'm not racist. I just voted for him because, you know, I I, I didn't like Hillary Clinton uh, and I just want to say that that's not that doesn't make you not racist. It actually makes you racist. If you support somebody who does racist things, that makes you racist. So I just want to establish that. As for why white women do it, I think we have to recognize that white men are doing it as well. But I think sometimes we would hope that we would get better behavior from white women because white women are themselves oppressed and that they would therefore be able to uh, align themselves with other oppressed people. But I think we have to remember that the white patriarchal system actually benefits white women in a lot of ways. And they're attached to white men who are benefiting from the system that was created by them, for them. Mm-hmm. And, is, and their fathers and their husbands and their brothers um, are benefiting from the system. And so they are also benefiting. 
Yeah, well, I spent a few minutes yesterday dealing with that stupidity item by item, and today I came across D.C. McAllister's column at the Federalist with the headline, Stop Shaming White Women for Voting Republican. D.C. McAllister is on the phone now. D.C., thanks for being here again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How did that grab you? What Kirsten said, did she cut? That was about a minute, maybe a little over a minute, and uh, it had everything in there, didn't it? It's insane. And it's just, she's adopted this kind of intersectional feminism ideology that's just dividing people. And it's, it really is an insanity. Everything that she said was a lie. And it started with her saying that Trump is a racist. Well, you know what, Kirsten? Some of us women see that he's not a racist. We don't think he's a racist by criticizing immigration, illegal immigration, and people who are trying to get into this country who are not worthy of our immigration laws. You actually have to go through a system and prove that you're beneficial to being here. That's not racist. That's American. And if she doesn't like it, too bad. You know, this whole idea of that if you vote for a racist, that you're a racist, well, A, is not a racist. And we do have other reasons for voting Republican and voting for Trump. And principles of liberty are one of them. And smaller government is another. And federalism is another. We're actually smart. We have brains. We think. We make choices about our lives and our families, as we have been since the 60s when there was the feminist movement. And by the way, on that, she says that we're all benefiting from the patriarchy, this invisible patriarchy and white men in control. Well, what have feminists been doing for the last few decades? According to her, they've done nothing and they've accomplished nothing and that we are just still benefiting from what white men have done for us every day of the week. And that's just simply not true. I don't do what my husband tells me to do. I don't do things because it's what my grandfather accomplished. He did accomplish great things, but so did my grandmother, and so did my mother, and so do I. And this kind of division and this kind of feminist talk that we're just all cowering to the patriarchy, if we don't vote Democrat, is just pure manipulation, and it's wrong. And and the thing is, though, uh, D.C., put it well there, but the, the thing is, uh, Kirsten doesn't think you're behaving well. She said, she she. Well, I don't think she's behaving well. Yeah, I mean, but this, this kind of yeah. thing infuriates me. I'm sorry. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, she's one of the uh, she's a a self appointed arbiter of behavior, and she's going to decide what is good behavior on the part of an entire gender that's out there. But she's also set herself up as judge of an entire group of people that she doesn't read their hearts and their minds, and she's judging them and labeling them. Not because she cares about feminist issues or that she cares about uh, the disenfranchised. There is, by the way, there is no oppression of women in this society, this idea that white women should vote for their black sisters because we're all oppressed. We're not oppressed as women in this society, and blacks aren't oppressed in this this society. We're beyond that. Are there is there bigotry all around in all kinds of places on both sides of the aisle among all colors? Yes. But we do not have institutionalized, systemic, legal discrimination. And she's just spreading a lie. And this is that what they do on the left. This is leftist, Marxist, antagonistic language in order to take power away from people who have it. They see white men. They see whiteness everywhere because they're trying to delegitimize those kinds of people who actually vote for smaller government and for individual freedom. And when you label them a racist, you've stigmatized them, you've scared them and shamed them into voting a Democrat. Oh, no, Kirsten Powers thinks that I'm a racist. I want to prove that I'm not. I want to show that I'm a good, decent person. So therefore, I'm going to vote Democrat. Well, it doesn't work for someone like me, and it doesn't work for a lot of women. And I hope a lot of women are waking up to this kind of manipulation and not fall for it. Uh, uh, You quote a line from a column in the Daily Beast that manages to... uh it refers to a world that privileges white supremacy over every other issue. That's actually the first time I've seen privilege and white supremacy used in a sentence like that. They were able to get privileged white supremacy, right to all three words together there in a sentence, and it's dumb. But how is that different from looking at every issue through the prism of racism? It's completely racist in itself, and it's playing on white guilt to make people feel bad that they have somehow, you know, because we've contributed in the distant past, that we were oppressing in, in the slavery period, that somehow we're always going to be tagged with that 
stain of racism. And we constantly have to be proving ourselves that we're all for elevating the victims. There are no victims anymore, and we don't have anything else to prove. There is no white supremacy. Let me put it this way. If white supremacy, think about it. The the majority of people in this country, 63% or 65% are white. If white racism were so bad in this country, how do so many black people succeed? They're, you know, they, they point to the disparities. They point to the failures of black, which as a black, if, uh, if I were a black person, I would be offended by that, that you're always pointing out our failures and not our successes. And if you look at the failures, there are plenty of other reasons why there are those disparities. You know, the broken families in the black community is a, is a huge problem and a huge contributor to the struggles of the black community. But to put it on some kind of white supremacy, if we really had that, I mean, truly think about it. We would not have the success. We wouldn't have had a black president. We wouldn't have all the success of, of blacks across this nation. And we're robbing them of their story, of their individual efforts, as if they somehow don't matter. And they do because they've stepped up. They've embraced personal responsibility that goes with freedom. And they live as individuals. And they don't kowtow to groupthink. And I want to see whites and white women, not because of their color, their skin, but because they're individual Americans, to step up and reject this kind of lies and slander that's being labeled against them. I mean, if you are part of what is supposed to be an oppressed group, uh, and and Kirsten there, and I don't don't want to keep referring to her, except that she kind of summed up, I think, the way most people, um, most liberals think, Uh, if you belong to an oppressed group, as you're probably not going to have a chance to be elected president twice, uh, and you're also probably not going to be able to get the nomination for one of the two major parties for president. So the two groups that she claims are oppressed in the last <laughs> 10 years, they, they, they've shown that they're not oppressed. They couldn't be no, oppressed. No, they're not oppressed. No, and they cite you know, police statistics you know, and, and high rates of, of arrest of, of black people. But again, there are all kinds of other reasons for that besides racial discrimination. And not, again, not that there isn't individual bigotry that goes on, but you file for um, uh, discrimination, and we have laws against that, and they are enforced systemically in our nation. You know, and I look at her, and I, she's sitting up there talking about oppression of women, how we all kowtow to some kind of magical, ethereal patriarchy. And yet, there she is, the privileged of the privileged, sitting on CNN, looking pretty, earning a lot of money. More women go to college and graduate from college than men do. Women are getting jobs at more increased rates. Oh, this equal pay thing, but women don't make make as much. That's because women have the freedom to make other choices that men don't, and which lowers their income level. So we don't have any kind of oppression in the society. If they really want to see oppression, go to some other countries where there is real oppression and stop their whining and stop their slandering. This is all manipulation in order to get voters to go Democrat out of guilt. Guilt they should not be feeling. And we're talking to D.C. McAllister. You can find her at thefederalist.com. She's got a great column there uh, right now. Uh, But the the thing that gets me is that, well, the thing I wonder about is how much of it? Which and I don't. Uh, how much of it is sincere when they when they blame white supremacy and white privilege for everything? How much of it, as you say, it's manipulation? But how much of it is? Are they doing it um, knowing that it's manipulation? And how much of it do they actually believe? Is there any way to figure that out? Do they could they actually believe what they're saying, or is it all manipulation? Well, it depends. That's when you get into individual minds. You know, um, I think some people are very aware of what they're doing, you know, especially these elite people, people in media. Someone like her should know what she's doing. But to be honest, when you get into a mob mentality and you get into ideology and you have ideologues being driven by emotion, they do believe it. I mean, if you sat down and, and the more and more, even if they start out knowing that it's not quite true, they get caught up in the emotion, they get, get caught up in the power of it. Honestly, when you're sitting across from someone and you, you spill that kind of stuff that she was saying and you see it influence them and change them, it makes you feel empowered and you do it more and more and more and then you become to, come to believe your own lies. And it's in our education system. Young women are being taught this in our education system, this intersectionality of feminism where these coalition of disenfranchised groups are to come together to fight the dreaded straight white man who, who oppresses us all. It's a lie. And if anyone steps back and really looks at what's being said, you have to laugh. It's ridiculous. But we don't laugh because it's a horror. 
and it is frightening. This is the way that you stigmatize an entire group of people. And it's happening to white men now and now white women because they're not falling in line. This is dangerous societal stuff. And it's the kind of it's dehumanizing and it's controlling. And we've got to stop it. We cannot let people who call us racist get away with it. You stand up and you oppose it. You don't shrug it off. You don't ignore them. You don't say, I don't care what people call me. No, it matters. It matters because of what they're doing with it. And intersectionality is, uh, I think that's a, a relatively new term. It's only been in the last, you know, 20 minutes that I've, I've heard that uh, term thrown around. But I don't even know, what, what does it mean? What, who came up with it? And, and what, why did they, they just had to come up with a different uh, label for something? I, I don't even know why, where it came from and, you know, it came out of nowhere. Okay, well, let me say, it actually came out as academics, a, a black female professor, an intellectual came up with this to understand the next wave of feminism, um, that really when it comes to oppression, we're not just oppressed as individuals, and that racism isn't just this kind of or sexism or anything else. is isn't just something that happens to one person and goes away. It's ingrained in our very system, and there's also these intersections of oppression. Women are oppressed, black people are oppressed, uh, you know, homosexuals are oppressed, you can actually, Muslims are oppressed, you have all these different oppressed groups, and then they intersect. And so a black gay woman is super oppressed. A white woman is not as oppressed as a black woman. So you have these different layers of victimization and also moral authority and power within society. So the most victimized, the most oppressed, actually has the biggest voice and the most right to speak and the one that we need to rally around in order to bring legitimization back to our country. So it's really opposing the white straight man who's the oppressor and then all these levels of, of victimization um, that need to c- join together in a coalition to fight that. So that's what intersectionality is. And in your piece, and we're talking to D.C. McAllister of The Federalist, uh, in your piece you say actress Jada Pinkett Smith said she's crushed, quote-unquote, that white women don't vote with their black sisters, even though they, as women, should understand what it feels like to be oppressed. Smith admitted she has her own racism to overcome. This is unbelievable to me. She's triggered. That's another word I hate. She's triggered by white women with blonde hair, but she tries to get past her biases. Uh, now, <laughs> she's walking around. This is a per. And by the way, uh, D.C., her husband... Um, has been so oppressed that he makes about twenty million dollars a movie. Um, she makes a lot too. On she her makes own. she makes a ton on her own. She's a good actress. So um, mm-hmm. uh, she's triggered by white women with blonde hair. It leads me to this question. I, I just uh, triggered's a nice word, but uh, to me that that that, that kind of in, indicates that maybe somebody is is concealing a hatred for white people. Um, that she could not possibly ever admit, but that, that, that the word well, triggered is kind of a, I don't know, a way to hide that. Well, what she's saying is that she's trying to throw out an olive branch a bit, saying she's using soft language like triggering to talk about her own biases or racism, if you want to put it that way. Right. Um, um, but what she says there is that I have it, but I work really hard to overcome it. So she's trying to reach out to people who, you know, you have your racism, your issues, the microaggressions that you um, speak out against, uh, but you don't control it. So the, she's controlling it. She's getting it in line. White women aren't. And that's bad. They need to put aside any kind of racism or biases or worries that they have that are triggered, you know, by these microaggressions and fall in line with the sisterhood. Because again, you see that intersectionality in that you're a woman and you may, you're white, so you're not oppressed because you're white, but you're oppressed because you're a woman. So you need to choose to be with the other oppressed classes, the blacks, whites, you know, disabled, and the list is very long. Um, of victimized groups again and do not stand with the white man this is very strong language that they use in the universities and that is ongoing and you really see it flooding the culture right now especially in reaction to trump and, and what happened in the midterms it wasn't that blue wave they wanted well dc i'm out of time i really appreciate it. always like having you on love your columns at the federalist and keep up the good work i love it thanks thank you Okay, that's D.C. McAllister of The Federalist. You can check her out at thefederalist.com and uh, do yourself a favor and uh, read her stuff. Very good. We'll be back uh, right after this. Stick around.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Stocks fell today as weak results from retailers and mounting losses for big technology companies pushed the market back into the red for the year. Energy companies are slumping because of a 7% plunge in the price of oil. Crude is on track for its biggest loss in three years. Industrial companies are also dropping as the downward momentum in stocks carries into a second day. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has lost 3.7% in the last two days, and the S&P 500 is off 3.4%. The Nasdaq, heavily populated with technology stocks, is off close to 5%. The number is exactly Wall Street, the Dow, down by 552 points to 24,465. The Nasdaq dropped 119, the S&P lower by 49. Crude oil dropped dramatically, 377 to $53.43 a barrel. This is SRN News. Now playing. What are you fighting for? Gotta do what my father couldn't. The movie event, 40 years in the making. Dragos kid. It's dangerous. Arrives. You got people that need you now. Creed 2 will make the whole family stand up and cheer. Michael B. Jordan. We gotta do this together because we're a team. Sylvester Stallone. Now you know what you're fighting for. What's your name? Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. Pat Boone here again for Relief Factor, the company that's helping thousands of people, just like my wife Shirley and me, deal with all kinds of occasional aches and pains. For years, Shirley struggled with her neck and her shoulder pain kept her from sleeping through the night. A lot of people, just like Shirley, struggle with aches and pains due to aging or exercise. Why don't you order the three-week quick start? It's now only $19.95, and let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. With the holidays just around the corner, it's time for a sale here at Calusi Chevrolet. Hi, this is Tun Shilkin. On behalf of my friends at Calusi Chevrolet, this month, current GM lessees can save over $12,300 on select 2018 Silverado All-Star pickups in stock when financed through GM Financial. You can buy with confidence at Calusi Chevrolet. They've been serving Pittsburgh since 1918. Plus, they're easy to find online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Most executors don't want the job, quite frankly. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law, on the importance of proper estate administration. There's a lot of steps that go into settling an estate, and if they don't get it right, not knowing the law isn't a defense to why you didn't do it correctly in the first place. When you pass without appropriate planning, it can be very costly. We see more fractions within families when death and money are involved. If you don't plan appropriately, it's very common. Siblings don't speak anymore. We act as the mediator for that executor to understand the law. We sit down and go through what probate looks like. Once we go through those steps, we'll assist with getting all of the legal documents, getting you sworn in with the local court and starting that probate process. And then we will act as the mediator with the beneficiaries and the executor. Hear more on Conti's Law Sunday morning at 830 here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. If you're on the parkway east outbound, you can expect delays 2nd Avenue out to Edgewood's Westvale. In addition, there's an accident outbound right at 30. That is exit 8. Now, we're also seeing delays on the inbound side from Edgewood's Westvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and Boulevard of the Allies to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West is pretty heavy on the outbound side, Banksville Road to Carnegie. And we also have Bigelow Boulevard shut down between 5th and Forbes Avenues. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. 
Turning out partly cloudy for tonight. We'll drop to a low of 27 degrees. Mainly cloudy and blustery tomorrow. A few flurries in the afternoon. High 36. Mostly cloudy, brisk, and colder tomorrow night. A few flurries. Low 19. Sunshine and some clouds for Thanksgiving Day. Very cold, though. The high temperature only 28 degrees. I'm meteorologist Johnny Summers on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I bet you uh, didn't know that there is a Scrabble World Championship. You might even have forgotten that the game still existed, but you can be pretty sure that it's lost some of its popularity, I guess, in the digital uh, Game Boy age. But the World Championship was held last month in London. A 51-year-old guy named Nigel Richards won it. Uh, Heather McDonald, whose new book is called The Diversity Delusion, How Race and Gender Pandering Corrupt the University and Undermine Our Culture, noticed something about the long list of champions. And she wrote a piece about it at the Manhattan Institute. She joins us now. Heather, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me on, John. I appreciate it. So what was it you noticed? Well, I I had a hunch, and I took a look. (laughs) And in fact, uh, since the championship, world championship has existed from the early 90s, every single uh, winner has been a male. Uh, Among the eight finalists in the German uh, Scrabble Championship this year, all were male. North American Scrabble Championship has had... Uh, one female winner since it started in the 70s. Uh, and what we're seeing here is a natural experiment uh, testing the feminist proposition that only sexism can explain uh, the absence of gender proportionality in certain occupations, whether it's the sciences or, uh, you know, CEOs. And so uh, you're saying that there, there's not some kind of systematic oppression in the Scrabble community? Well, exactly. Women, I, mean? I mean, that's the beauty of this, because there are no gatekeepers. You know, for something like you females, the dom- male dominance in, in world chess is massive. It's, it's probably even greater than in Scrabble. But the, the feminists have arguments that, well, the culture somehow discourages females from going into chess, or if there's not a proportional number of females in physics departments, well, that's because uh, the hiring committees are just so blind to high-level physics merit on the part of females that they overlook uh, competitive, talented females in order to hire uh, inferior males. The beauty of these natural experiments is there are no gatekeepers. Nobody is preventing females from competing at the highest level of Scrabble. And, in fact, 83% of recreational adult Scrabble players are female. But it turns out that when you get into the highest ranges that reward things like uh, competi- you know, a competitive drive, uh, a mastery of, of numbers and logic and math is... is deeply involved in Scrabble, uh, you get a sorting out where, again, nobody is keeping females out, but at the high end of math skills and also obsessive behavior of, of wanting to dominate in a field, that is disproportionately distributed among males. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I'll get to this other stuff in a minute because there's some really good, interesting things that you found here, but something that jumped out at me was... The guy who won the English version also won the French version, and he doesn't speak French. How do you win at Scrabble if you if you don't know the language that you're that, that you're playing it in? Well, that's actually quite common. There's a, a few years ago, the number three ranked uh, Scrabble championship in the world was from Indonesia. Uh, he doesn't speak English, but you me- you memorize the Scrabble dictionary. Uh, you know, again, there's a degree of obsessiveness here that we've seen uh, with the male science geek, the sports geek, you know, who wants to memorize all the statistics. Females, to their credit, uh, possibly, uh, don't have those all-consuming drives. Uh, and, and then, you know, to want to beat the component and, and be the best in the field. Uh, that, and the degree of focus that it takes. I've since then learned 
other fields that are competitive fields that are absolutely exclusively male at the top bridge competitive bridge the best players in the world are all male again no gatekeeper that is the key and as i discuss in my piece it was actually in the wall street journal uh wikipedia is another perfect natural experiment uh that has only 13% female editors this is anonymous there's no gatekeepers anybody can be a, a, a wikipedia editor this is the online encyclopedia it's crowdsourced you wouldn't know who your fellow editors are uh and there's no long you know centuries long wikipedia traditions that have associated being a wikipedia with being male wikipedia is a modern phenomenon it, it, it's grown in our modern world and yet again that obsessive drive to correct for accuracy to nail down facts uh, is is disproportionately distributed among males. 13% female editors. I mean, it, it's an incredible imbalance, but it it is similar to uh, submissions to op-eds, letters to the editor. Uh, males and females are different in their in their uh, what they focus on in their interest for abstract facts versus relational uh, human-based activities. And that is what is behind uh, the imbalance in the STEM fields, not discrimination. Well, it's interesting, Heather, because I, I wrote a book. Uh, I covered sports here for a long time, and I wrote a book uh, that was mostly sports-related uh, and just a bunch of different chapters on different issues that, and, and stories that I covered in 40 years. And one of the subjects I covered was about women in sports and women in sports broadcasting. And at the beginning of the chapter, I asked the question, I, I listed all the sports that I'm pretty sure were invented by men, you know, baseball, football, golf, hockey, soccer, boxing. I ran down them all, and I said, I'm trying to come up with one that was invented by a woman, and I don't, I don't know of one. So what you were just saying there about the, the competition, the, the, what, what makes men idiotic enough, in my opinion, to spend yeah. their life trying to become really good at Scrabble is a sense of competition. We right. I, and and I I grew up as a guy and I know that when I was a, a young boy and when I was a teenager if we were together for more than 10 minutes we were coming <laughs> up with something to compete about or with. That's absolutely right. Yep. So that and, so And you know this is not taboo. You know if it if you flip it it's it's what feminists use for oh we need to have females run the world because they're so relational and and they care about feelings, and they're sensitive. And it, on average, that is true. It, there is a difference between males and females. It's noticed that toddlers, you know, that, that females pick up uh, facial cues that express emotions better than males. It's not to say everything. We're talking here, John, obviously about averages. Right. There's, there's clearly highly competitive, highly abstract, driven females just as there are males, I mean, my, my boyfriend is one who's very sensitive and, and empathetic and, and relational. But um, when, you, when you're talking about averages, that's what you have to talk about. And also variants. You have to talk about the, the way uh, traits are distributed on a curve. And males have the, the tail end of the curves are, are, are longer. They stretch out. So math skills... The very far reaches of of male math cluelessness, math idiocy, males cluster at the bottom reaches of male dunces, and they also cluster at the top reach of of math geniuses. And and I think uh, based on my kids and my grandkids, I don't think I know that the natural inclination to be competitive is being suppressed in the schools because games aren't supposed to be played and boys are supposed to let the girls play even if they're not very good at the sport and they make it worse which was you know growing up the one thing that I always dreaded was that somebody's going to make us let the girls play because they weren't any good now you know what I mean so right. it, it ruined the game but you're not allowed to think that anymore nope no it is definitely a war on boys the feminists are in control and they are trying to disappear males. Uh, there's a war on civilization deemed too male, 
And, uh, you know, we're seeing the results. I think that to a certain extent, the opioid crisis uh, is a, a, a sense of males are being told they don't, nobody needs them. They don't count. You know, mm-hmm. we've got now the Boy Scouts no. uh, have given up being male. There are, there are no more institutions that care about creating uh, males with with the positive manly virtues of chivalry, honor, and courage, uh, and and you know there's a sense of let females rule the world. I think that's going to be not a positive turn for civilization when that happens. We have complementary again. We're talking about averages. No, please, parents, do not think I'm demeaning your daughters. Of course, they can be the president, uh, but 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 the problem is is that when you look at institutions as a whole and you see that there isn't uh, gender proportionality and we have now I mean the, the real thing that that we should learn from from the Scrabble disparities is that right now the federal government is spending billions of taxpayer dollars trying to engineer gender parity in the stem fields on the assumption that only sexism microaggressions, intersectionality can explain why uh, the top-level physics labs and computer labs are dominated by males. Uh, and, and if we are going to be using quotas and not hiring the best scientists, regardless of what their gender is, and if they're all male, who cares? And if they're all female, who cares? Guess who's going to eat our lunch? China. Yeah, well, I'm I'm in a group that I think I have four strikes against me. I'm white, I'm straight, I'm a male, and I'm kind of old. So I, you know, uh, I got big problems here in the in the uh, in the world of 2018. But I I, I ran this by uh, the producer here, Aaron, who's a 29 year old, one of those uh, millennials. And I had just the other day, uh, Heather, I had seen a commercial. I walked by the TV, something my mother was, uh, my mother, my wife was watching. There's a Freudian slip. My wife was watching, <laughs> and I, uh, there was a, and just a, 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 a so uh, flamboyantly gay man doing a commercial for some kind of Christmas decorations. I'm just like a, almost like a parody of a gay person. And I said, why, I, you see plenty of that, but you never see a, a woman with a crew cut uh, and tattoos on her arms and wearing combat boots doing a commercial for power tools. And I, you just don't see that. But you see plenty of effeminate men everywhere, and they're being slobbered over by women on, on all the talk shows. The, and just is it, is it a case of men are bad and women are good? Because they're not celebrating masculine women in one one-hundredth the degree of how they celebrate feminine men, effeminate men, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I, I've not thought about sort of the, the dyke. Uh, well, well, just, just <laughs> Heather, just watch and see how many times you see a very masculine ma- uh, female uh, compared to how often you see a extremely almost parody-level effeminate man sl- uh, celebrated in the media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you know, the, the problem with all of this is is that we have declared war on traditional masculinity. And, uh, you know, for no reason. The fact is, civilization is what it is. It, it, the, if we're going to celebrate our accomplishments, uh, that should be celebrating the people who brought us those accomplishments. And, and in this civilization, that has been... Uh, males, and for reasons that are becoming clearer by the day, we understand more and more about male and female psychology. But those truths are being suppressed. Somebody at Google, a computer engineer named James Damore, was fired not because he wasn't a good engineer; it was because he wrote a reasonable ten-page fact-based memo <laughs> drawing on what psychology has known for decades, whispered about the differences between males and females in their interest in in abstract fact-based work versus relational work and (laughs) the fact that females have higher levels of what is called neuroticism, which is simply the tendency to worry and be very risk-averse. And Damore, poor poor Mr. Damore, used the term neuroticism, which is simply a psychological term, but of course 
that was uh, seized upon, and he was fired for engaging in sexual harassment and putting Google's females at risk simply by talking about the truths about the average differences between males and females. Uh, and Google, of course, is determined to hire by gender and race Uh, even though that's, you know, going to not is not going to net it the best possible workforce. Heather, I'm about out of time. I want to give you a chance to mention your book, uh, Diversity, Delusion, How Race and Gender Pandering Corrupt the University and Undermine Our Culture. What's the book about? Uh, What do you what's your what's the point of your book? And uh, it's for sale now. I know that it's the source of what we've been talking about, John. It talks about the academic victimology culture that teaches students to think of themselves as either victims or oppressors, the obsession with race and gender, the destruction of humanist learning, and how these this vicious victimology and identity politics is seeping into the world at large, putting our meritocracy at risk and really threatening civil peace. Well, good luck with the book, and uh, I always like having you on, Heather. It's really great of you to take the time. Thanks a lot. Thank you, John. Okay. That's Heather McDonald. And when we come back, speaking of uh, gender and the stupidity that goes along with it, uh, Australia is now going to make it optional to put a baby's sex on the birth certificate. So there you go with that. We'll be right back. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much should you switch your part d prescription plan or drop it all together don't go it alone let marley financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want a plan that focuses not just on cost but quality with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses visit marleyfg.com today that's marleyfg.com The original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsruspittsburgh.com. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. 
As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explained the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A couple of quick things on uh, what we were talking about with Heather McDonald. Uh, I didn't get a chance to bring it up, but she kind of did. Uh, I, I don't think that men should be uh, all that proud as a gender, if that's what we're allowed to be called anymore, but, uh, about being uh, driven to become really good at Scrabble and other things. And if you think about it, uh, I think this it's also an indication that women are superior because they're not dumb enough to spend time chasing a ball around in a field to see who can... Uh, hit it into a hole in the lowest number of strokes or, you know, throwing a ball at someone and having him hit it or giving a ball to someone and having everybody jump on him so he can't cross a line. Those are all pretty dumb things. I like all of them. I'm glad that men were dumb enough to come up with them. But I don't know if this necessarily proves that men are superior. I think it's the opposite. And one last thing. This is unbelievable. Just uh, this just to. When we were kids, they used to be told what was going to happen in the future. They're going to have phones where you can talk to each other and see the person. And we thought that was, you know, wow, that was, wow, that's going to be great. I don't think, what would we have thought if somebody had said that gender was going to be abolished? Well, the, the, the headline here in the Daily Mail is, it's official. Gender is abolished in Australia as state votes to make it optional to put a baby sex on the birth certificate. And uh, a liberal speaker made the casting vote. It says Tasmania has passed landmark transgender rights laws through the lower house, which include parents having to opt in to have a baby's sex recorded on the birth certificate, which I think what that means is the baby's going to be born. There is no gender until the parents opt in and say, yeah, you can throw boy or girl on there, whichever it happens to be. Actually, uh, we'll decide what it's going to be. It's unbelievable stupidity. But it's everywhere. It's even in Tasmania. It's reached there. We are all doomed. I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.